All right, AC, um, I haven't been keeping up with the news so much recently, mm-hmm. but um, maybe you can fill me in. Is the world ending? Is it? Is All right, it- so here's, here's the news. Mm. North Korea, forget yeah. them. Okay. Iran, not a threat. Sure. Antarctica. Right. We're at war with Antarctica. Ah, those bloody penguins. Penguins! Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 31 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your charming host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by the author of the New York Times bestseller, Why I Don't Believe in Democracy, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. Andrew, can you explain the title of your, uh, your, your latest book? Yeah, it's kind of like atheism. Mm-hmm. Except it's democracy. Oh, so there right. is no such thing as democracy. Oh. It doesn't exist. The whole concept is a lie. Right. So you're against people being taught about democracy in schools. You yes. feel like that should be should be a separation between democracy and state. Exactly. Yeah. They should. No, I mean, the state, mm. democracy doesn't even come into it. Yeah. I right. mean, we should just have giant posters of me on the wall, possibly <laughs> with the red armband. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> sorry. Oh, I've grown in your mustache. What do you think? <laughs> Are you a proponent of the flying spaghetti monster political system? <laughs> Look, that spaghetti monster knows what's right. And you shouldn't be challenged by any any leftist liberal wanker. Yeah, that's right. Who yes. doesn't know what good pasta is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I almost said penguins there because my mind was still dwelling on the sound test of penguins. <laughs> God. Uh, dear. You believe in the literal interpretation of the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> well... What do you believe in God? <laughs> Don't be so Not likely. <laughs> What's that cross around your neck? I bet you believe in uh, democracy too. That's all right. You know, I've seen better systems of. of, of I almost said democracy. <laughs> I've seen. No, I don't believe in democracy. I've seen better systems of democracy. I, li- I like the idea of like you know, um, what's it called? Empire. Yeah, yeah. Empire is good. Yeah, you know there was, there was a great one in that movie, Star Wars. Yeah, they really knew how to run things. Yeah, they until had... a bunch of wanker teenagers blew <laughs> up their <laughs> bloody death ray. I know, right? Their planet-sized death. They ray. Had a good empire going there for a while. They did. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the Emperor, mm. you know, Palpatine, right? Mm-hmm. He was enjoying his job. Yeah, he, he did. He had a good laugh. Yeah. Despite his disfigurement. <laughs> That's right. At the hands of democracy, Again. I might add. Yeah, it all comes back to democracy, really, when you think about it. <laughs> And Jedi's, I guess. Those, those guys should definitely be banned. We'll save that subject for another podcast. <laughs> or maybe we won't. <laughs> the, uh, the new anti-Jedi. <laughs> That's a spin-off podcast of Game Life Balance Australia. <laughs> Where we just we talk could about- do that. We could actually just spend a night just going off about how much <laughs> Jedi ruin everything. I mean, yeah. when you think about it, they did mm-hmm. kind of ruin the Star Wars universe. Well, think about it this way. If there were no Jedi, yeah. then there'd be no Anakin. Which means there'd be no Darth Vader. There'd be a lot less whingy, sandy. Yes, that's right. There'd be much less like annoying six-year-olds flying bloody starfighters in a particular movie, the name of which I won't mention. The Phantom Democracy. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Lousy democracy. I hate democracy so much. <laughs> I think we can all agree that democracy stinks. <laughs> all right, so 
<laughs> with that out of the way, we do work for the government. <laughs> I'd just like to oh, remind God. you, this is all in jest. This is irony. This is what I like to call sarcasm and irony and uh, what is it? What's satire? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you had to get there. There we go. We, we got there eventually. Bum uh, covered. Yes. Uh, I am back from Japan. He is. I got back last week. Hmm. Um, Return to Oz is now sort of your life in a way. And I'm the Tin Man. Uh, wait, was Tin Man dead in Return to Oz? I can't remember. Some of them were dead. That that movie actually disturbed me as a child. Yes. It, was, it had a whole bunch of like people, like heads in cabinets and stuff. Yeah, some and... messed up stuff happened. Like, didn't they like crucify the lion or something? I don't know. I can't That's remember. That's Narnia. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that was disturbing this too is... for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh dear. Okay, so <laughs> sorry. Now I'm just. Thinking... I, I think we've found our level. That's like right. we, we were, we were worried. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting over my my sickness of being on a plane. Yeah, and catching whatever the person uh, next to me had. Yeah, yeah. Those places are like incubators for disease, aren't they? Really? Though, I so. mean, they they do their best. Like it's a very dry atmosphere in mm, there, mm. Um, which is what, one of the reasons. It's actually a really bad idea to get drunk on a plane. Right. Because it lowers your immune defense or because... Well, that too, but it's it's also such a dry atmosphere that you need to keep drinking water and people uh, don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and yeah. so it, it, it not only he- kind of heightens the effects, uh, but it, you know, it also makes you feel really, really shitty afterwards as well. So. Yeah. I've never really... I mean, I haven't flown a lot in my life yeah. and, and only rarely long distance. So I'm not really an expert, but I, had a, I think I had a beer or two. One flight, I had a few beers. And then there was another flight where I felt um, like the stewardess was was sort of frowned upon me for asking for beer. Really? You know, so I just didn't, I felt awkward asking for it. So How just, old were you? You know, like, like 10 years old at the time? No, well, like, you know, I always looked young and we're talking about, I was about 27. So I probably looked like I was, you know, 16 or something. Oh, so. okay. But you didn't um, ask for ID? No, no. I mean, <laughs> is 16 an unaccompanied minor? Is, is that... I used to fly all the time to Brisbane, and I don't. Mm. I was doing that since I was like fourteen. I don't think so. I think it's like ten and under, or twelve and under. What is a minor? A teenager can fly by themselves. I'm pretty sure. Okay, right. Because I did all the time. The rules may have changed since the '90s. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We used to have ANSET back then. That's right. Yeah, ANSET. Yeah, that was a thing once. (laughs) That was. That was a. That was like Qantas's main competitor God. Uh, until they completely failed in the 90s and then someone offered to buy them out for $2. <laughs> and I think the offer was rejected and then they shut down. And I was just thinking that whole time, you could have had that sweet $2. You could have <laughs> right. passed on all the debt to that man <laughs> and you could have had that $2. Uh, gosh, Anset. Yeah, that's a blast from the past. So um, I-, I came back bearing a gift. Not for you. No. Because I hate you. Yeah, I know. But, you know, you got my hopes up there, then you crushed them. I I, I came back uh, bearing a gift for myself from my wife. Nice. And that gift was the Nintendo Snitch. Cool. So you actually actually got your hands on a Switch. Yep. Uh, So when I was over in Japan, uh, my wife decided uh, very thoughtfully to get me a Switch for my birthday, which hasn't happened yet. My birthday... Is going to be the day after the podcast comes out. Okay, the cool. 20, the day after Anzac Day. Right. 26th of April. Cool. Uh, and I will be 30... I don't know. How old am I going to be? 38? Uh, well, 40? I'm turning 36 32? this year. Okay, 36. Yes, we were born on the same year. So I'm turning 36. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I don't really keep track of when my When you're age. in your 30s, you don't care anymore. No. You no. know. Yeah, it's sad but true, kids. Yeah. So, so Maria um, was going to buy me a Switch. Mm-hmm. 
uh, but did not realize that they were sold out everywhere in Japan. Right, yeah. So she said, okay, oh, well, maybe the day after we get there, you know, we can go into town and there's like a small electronics store in Agatsuma. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we went there and we looked there and there was no Switch. And Mm -hmm. then we actually inquired about it and they said, oh, no, that's been sold out since like day one. Wow, yeah. So we kind of went, huh. Mm. Um, Mm. So it didn't really bug me a lot. Mm. Like, it would have been cool to have a Switch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had more important things going on at the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which we'll talk about more in the in the game life segment. Sure. Uh, and But basically, the day before I left, uh, my wife was having, like, some tests done. And I was looking after May. So, I took her for a bit of a walk. Mm-hmm. In the stroller, we came across an electronics store. And they actually had some switches ah. in stock. Cool. So, uh, I actually got a second-hand one. Okay. And it's the neon uh, blue and red. Cool. Version. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it was about the same price as a new Switch uh, without tax, I suppose, in Japan. I don't know whether the, it's like 30,000 yen. I don't know whether that includes tax or not. Um, mm-hmm. But we were happy to pay it. They said there was a scratch on the screen. Could right. not find a scratch on it at all. Anyway. Right. Okay. So, like, I turned this thing over and I, I turned it on and had a look. And I, it seems completely fine to me. Hmm. Could not Could not see a scratch on it at all. So, we gladly got that one. Mm-hmm. Um... I brought it back to Australia with me. Yeah. And I, of course, got Zelda. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a game that everyone's talking about right now. It's uh... They have literally sold more copies of Zelda for the Switch mm. than Switches. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, it's, it's a very odd sort of... I, t- I don't know how that <laughs> I don't works. know what that means. Maybe you go to the store and you're like, oh, there's no Switches here. I guess I'll buy Zelda and get the Switch later kind of thing. I guess that's it. Yeah. yeah I think that must be it. Uh. Uh, and, you know, digital Switches, as use digital copies. I don't know, maybe people really wanted a digital copy and an actual physical copy, though I can't imagine why. Mm. Mm. Or maybe people like scalpers bought it thinking they could sell it at a premium and they realized that, oh, hang on. Mm. The, you know, the... The Zelda game is actually a lot more, you know, available than the actual console Switch is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I did not pay Australian retail for the Switch console itself. I paid Japanese, Uh which is good. Yes. Uh, If you buy Zelda from Nintendo digitally, it's 90 Australian dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's actually cheaper to go into a store like JB Hi-Fi and no advertisement. (laughs) <laughs> and buy it for like $10 cheaper or $13 cheaper or whatever. So, right. And, you know, a lot of them were selling them, you know, like around the $80 mark or a bit cheaper than the $80 mark. Sure. That's a weird thing that the digital version is more expensive. I would have thought the other way around would be more the case. Yeah, but it's Nintendo and that's kind of what they do. They do what you don't expect them to do. Yeah. yeah. Kind of dumb. Yeah. Really, just, when you think about they it. They do whatever seems the stupid thing to do. <laughs> and somehow it works out for them. I yeah, don't know. They sometimes do... it does. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I have been playing a lot of Zelda. I've yeah. been playing it every night this week you and i played it before. yeah we played a little while i had a little go of it yeah. you know it seems really really fun it um, is so awesome and yeah. like you know i don't play a lot of modern games as you know but i've played over 10 hours of this mm-hmm. it's fantastic i love it and with that in mind mm-hmm. we are of course today going to review one two switch of course of course that makes sense that makes me? perfect sense yeah so let's talk about one two switch <laughs> shall we so um, I got one to switch before I left. Let's get on that hype train. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Let's we- board the hype train to pop cultureville and be gorillas yeah, because yeah. that's a thing. That's a thing you can do in one two switch. There yeah. is, there is, that is definitely. That's our review in in, in like three words. Gorilla. You, wait, you can wait. You are gorilla. There you go. Three words. <laughs> um, God, I'm terrible at words. 
Why am I on a a podcast when I can't speak the Queen's English proper? So, I got one to switch uh, just before I left Japan because Mm -hmm. it's... Number one, it's cheaper over there. Number two, it's all in English. Or at least my system does it all in English because I maybe set it to English. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There might be like... It might be... Japanese, in if your system is set to Japanese. Yeah, maybe when you pick up the Joy-Con, it just detects your, the sweat of a Westerner. <laughs> just like, it's possible, because those things are pretty... Those Joy-Cons seem to be able to do a lot. Yes, I think there's a camera in one of them. It's actually kind of crazy. This is not really a review one to switch at this point, but it is crazy how much functionality is packed into those little Joy-Cons. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, and they're, yeah. they're solid. Like, yeah. They're very solidly made. Yeah, it didn't... When I looked at it for the first time, I was like, that just looks like a tiny little like flimsy... Like, I could snap this in two just by squeezing it yeah um like it looked it looks kind of cheap but when you hold it in your hands and you start using it you realize that it's you know this is a solid piece of technology you know and uh yeah it's it's very um feels very advanced i guess yeah i guess it i mean you know nintendo always kind of go go off and do their own things Mm. Uh, and i think one two switch so let, let's let's actually discuss the game what is this game ac it's a set of mini games kind of like um Kind of like Wii Sports, a cross between, as you said before, mm. Wii Sports and uh, uh, Wario. WarioWare. WarioWare, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. But without the charm. Yeah. It's, it's like this thing <laughs> with a tech demo that they wanted to make, and then people saying, oh my god, why are you charging money for this? It should have been the packing game. But my theory is that they weren't confident enough in this game for it to be the packing. <laughs> so they just left out a packing altogether. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Cause when, when I first... I mean, I haven't been following the Switch as much as you. Yeah. Um, but when I heard people talking about 1-2 Switch, I assumed it was a packing. And you had to correct me and say, no, no, there isn't a packing. No, and there's no like, packing. Oh, because, you know, a, a minigame collection that uses <laughs> the features that are unique to the Switch, it sounds like it ought to be the packing. Yeah. Um, in some ways, it should have been. But, yeah. And they're not charging full price. But if you buy it in Australia, I think it's $70. Mm. And this game... Mm. I think you'll agree. Yeah. Is not worth $70. No. In Japan, I got it for 5,000 yen, which is about 50 bucks. Yeah. Maybe 55. That's closer to the mark. I would pay $20. I think for it's this. This is sounding harsh, but it's one of those ones. It ought to be one of those, you know, like bargain titles or like those, you know, the ones that are like a cheaper tier. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it, they did do it at a cheaper tier, but they did it at the cheaper Nintendo tier. So it's still a first party Nintendo game. It's kind of like yeah. they had like 10 good ideas. And yeah. there's about, there's 28 games, I think. Yeah. And they just didn't know how to fill the rest of the space. And the further they got along, they realized they couldn't cancel it. Mm. Mm. But they weren't confident enough in it either. But it was still what they had to show people to show off what the Switch can do. Yeah. So, so what what are these games what are these games like? Like just generally, like without going into specifics of the d- individual games. Like what are the th- kinds think, of things you're doing in I this think game? we should actually go through the games. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll So let's let's go through them alphabetically. Okay. And um, we'll describe what you're doing in the game yeah. as well. Um, so air guitar. Mm-hmm. We played that one. Yeah. It's- so do you want me to have a go at describing that or yeah 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 just quickly so there's like rock and roll music playing and, and you kind of music. and you're holding the um the Joy-Con in your like you know strumming hand and you're kind of you know playing air guitar and and it gives you points based on sort of how rhythmic you are at strumming and um I, I'm working in the crowd or something I wouldn't couldn't really figure that part out but yeah it's like going it's like moving, moving it up and down it's I thought it would kind of be like Bill and Ted's kind of but it's not that. No. Intuitive. No. So I didn't have a great time with that one. Yeah. Um, Baby, which I refuse to play, which is where <laughs> you need to undock 
the switch and cradle it like a baby and put it down gently. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Uh, ball counting? <laughs> yeah, we didn't play this one, did we? No, we did. This is the one. Oh, yes, that's right. We did. Sorry. It's the one with the box. Well, okay. So the Joy-Con is like the physical representation of like a box on the screen. And the box has like balls in it. And the Joy-Con vibrates to sort of simulate the balls bouncing around inside the box. And you got to guess how many mm. balls are in the box. Because that one of the cool things about the Switch is that... What did you call it? Like a, it's, like a three- it's, it's called uh, HD Rumble. HD Rumble, yeah. Which actually, it sounds really cheesy, but it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's very responsive. Yeah. It's very... It feels like you can tell how many balls kind of are in the box. You can get a sense for it. It's always three. <laughs> That's pro tip. Always put in three for this yeah, game. Yeah, like I think yeah. I played this game last weekend with a friend and yeah. you cannot play this game by yourself. Mm. It's meant to be a party game, except they're mostly two player games and a lot of them are quite awkward. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Yeah. So, okay. Um, moving on. So there's, there's baseball, which we played, which was long and boring. It's kind of like, it's kind of like baseball for like, you know, the Wii. Yeah. Um, but not, not as good. Not as fun. Yeah. Uh, beach flag where you run up and down with the Joy-Con in your hand. And then when you get to the flag, mm. and a lot of this is on the screen, but a lot of it's meant to be in your imagination. Yeah. A lot of these games, you're meant to be facing the other person. Mm. The screen, the screen is almost superfluous to the operation. Mm. Uh, it just, Tells you when to start and when to finish. Yeah, like it's sort of audio, basically. And you're meant, yeah. to, you're meant to look at each other in the eyes. Which I don't know about you. I found that very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I found that uh, very uncomfortable. Um, boxing gym. That's just like, you know, punching each other. You you know, basically, it's not bad. It's what we do anyway. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have a Joy-Con. So. Uh, copy dance. We were tired by this stage, so we didn't really play this one. But it's just, it, it is what it says on the box. You copy a dance. Okay. Which basically is waving your Joy-Con around. Right. Dance off. Basically the same thing. Okay. But except it's more freestyle. Mm. You freestyle dance to the, the beat and then it judges you. Right. It judges you harshly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the eating contest. Yeah. Well, this is actually pretty fun, but I couldn't quite figure out what I was doing wrong. So one um, of them's got like a little camera in there. You put it uh, about five centimeters away from your mouth and mm. move your mouth up and down as if you're eating a... So that was fun. Um, so there's quick draw. Yeah. That was a good one as well, I think. Uh, uh and that's basically what it says on the box. You know, it'll say fire. And then you have to point the Joy-Con at the other person and press the Z, yeah. ZRZL, ZL button. It's like an old-fashioned Wild West shootout. So that's fun. Yeah. Uh, um, there is fake draw, which is the same thing. But instead of saying fire, it'll fake you out and say fruit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it'll say fire. And that's when you fire. So. Yeah. So the same thing, but with a little twist, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, Gorilla. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting one, isn't it, AC? Uh, this is where... This is like the last game, like, on the Switch. Yeah, on the list of games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. you pretend to be a gorilla dancing to the beat to woo another... Uh, a female gorilla. Presumably female gorilla, yeah. 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 And then you do this by, like, rhythmically pounding your chest, but you're not actually allowed to pound your chest. You yeah. simulate it. Once again... It's like if you want to be game. a gorilla, yeah. you don't need one to switch to do that. You can just pretend you're a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a weird one, though. That, that one. is the weirdest game, I think. Yeah. Uh, Joy-Con rotation. Mm-hmm. That's like you've you got the Joy-Con, you place it on a, on a surface, and then you have to pick it up and rotate it. But you have to do it, like, very carefully because it's going to d- deduct points from you. If you um, if you tilt it too much, so yeah. you're kind of just trying to smoothly or rotate if you it. Jerk it. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like a. So yeah. That's I, very simple, but there's something to it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not bad. I get bored yeah. of those games very quickly. Yeah. Because uh, patience is involved. Mm. Okay. Um. Possibly the weirdest one. Yes. Milk. 
Yeah. Uh, players must gesture like milking a cow. Yeah. Everything is white and you have to face each other while you're doing it, I think. And yeah. it's awkward. And you have to kind of press the buttons on the Joy-Con and in, in like the like the top, top to one bottom. and then the bottom one. Mm. And then you're pulling downwards with the Joy-Con to sort of simulate. And then the- on the screen, there's like a, a, a white teat with white stuff coming like milk. Yeah. And you got to kind of like when you get a big spurt of milk. That's when you know you're playing milk well. Um, <laughs> Don't forget to look each other in the eye. You know, so that's. I actually thought that was one of the more fun ones. Actually, it was more yeah, fun, but it's yeah. it's also just a weird one too. Like, <laughs> especially I mean, when you're looking each other right in the yeah. eye and like moving the Joy-Con up and down, and yeah, hmm. uh, plate spin. It's just kind of where you're twirling the Joy-Con ever so slightly, as if you're spinning a plate. Yeah, but you meant to knock the Joy-Con out of each other's hands, but yeah, yeah. I think the. P- that's the part of the game that we didn't do it and probably be a lot more fun if we were trying to mess with each other a bit. Yeah, um, I did do that the weekend before, but when I tried to do it, I spilt one of my drinks because, uh, okay. you know, you you know, you, you think you just try to psych someone out and then you kind of move your hand rapidly and, oh, hang on, my drink's there because you've got to be drunk to play this. Yeah, I that's think that's another an important criteria yeah. for this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, runway, players listen to musical cues and strut down the runway to make dynamic pose. Yeah, yeah. Don't so, bother. Yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, safe crack that was actually like this one so yeah. this is again using the vibration in the Joy-Con you're rotating the Joy-Con like you would you know the dial on a safe and you, you're wanting to feel a change in the vibration and that's where the sweet spot is yeah. and you ha- I think you have to do it three times so you just hold it there and it'll click and yeah. then you kind of move on to the next one. So it's a very subtle change in the vibration, mm. but you can feel it. It's fun. It's kind of like a good version of the lockpicking game from Skyrim, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, samurai training. Uh-huh. Which is where you try and hit each other with an imaginary baton. Yeah. And... You try you, and catch the sword. You, yeah, you try and catch it and by clapping the Joy-Con. Yeah. And it... That's it, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, that's one of the more fun ones, I think. Yeah. Um... Shave is just weird. It's again. That's. I think it's slightly it's, sexist. It's, I think as well. It's kind of good. Like it, it again. It's weird, but it's kind of more, one of the more fun ones. I thought. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. you shave your face, and it actually does feel like a shaver. Like it, it vibrates like an electric shaver would. And yeah. You can. You know, when you go up against your imaginary bristles, you can actually. It feels different. Yeah, and uh, it it's, it rates you on how much how much of your face gets shaved by by the time the timer runs out. Yeah, um, I just wish they had a female version of that, or like, or, that, or like it just like where you're shaving your shaving legs, your legs or, or something. something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like some of these games seem oddly sexist. Okay. Um, sig- signal flags. It's like Simifor where you have to match the movements of the female, but do the opposite of what the male one says. Mm. Yeah. It's um weird one. That yeah. One. Weird yeah. one. Uh, sneaky dice. This one is just dumb. <laughs> it's like kind of random. You, you roll, like you shake your joy con, put it down. Mm-hmm. You feel what the other person's number is. And then if you think you don't know what your number is, mm. but if you like, if you feel that, you may have gotten a lower number. Mm. Then you try and psych the person out to roll again to change the thing. Mm. And it's meant to be a mind game, but no one cares. Yeah. Like, there's just... The psychological attempt at this is just almost non-existent. So that kind of, like, left you cold, that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Soda shake? Yeah, it's like hot potato, I guess. It's kind of like... So you shake the Joy-Con. It's, you, you only have one Joy-Con. You share it. You shake it up a bunch and then you give it to the other person. They shake it up a bunch and, and you pass it back and forth doing that. And um, the person who, um, the unfortunate person who's holding the Joy-Con when the soda, uh, you know, bursts, 
um, losers. So it's kind of a, you know, like a risk reward sort of a thing. Like you want to shake it up a lot, but it's not very so much, much a Mario Party sort of game. Yeah, absolutely. It does remind me of those Mario Party mm. uh, type mini games. So that was all right, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was all right. Uh, sword fight. Yeah, this one didn't work at all. No, um, like I actually know how to do a bit of sword fighting, and this this is this does not work in that way. There's like no. only it doesn't really seem to match the actions. Mm. And basically, it's just hack and slash, and hopefully you get lucky and land a hit. Yeah, I mean, it's it, what you imagine it would be. It's just two people holding Joy-Cons and flailing wildly mm. while the, the Switch makes sort of, you know, like sword clashing sound effects um, occasionally. And you're meant to sort of interpret that as to whether you blocked or not. Yeah, um, and, and you can guard by pressing ZL or the, the, the back trigger button. And basically, you just hold that down the entire time and you're always guarding, I think. So, yeah, of course, you can't attack like that, but... You know, you kind of got your finger there anyway. So it just didn't quite, yeah. didn't quite ever feel right. Um, okay, just a few more table tennis. Yeah, that's again. This is kind of like the Wii. It's kind of like playing tennis on the Wii, except without the visual, um, without yeah. the visual feedback. So this again, is all you're kind of imaginary. Flailing. Yeah, exactly. You have to imagine the ping pong ball because you don't see it, and you just you, you hit it back and forth, and you can get a rally going. Yeah. But I think, you know, it just reminds... I just wish I was playing Wii Tennis, basically. Yeah. Uh, Wii Sports Tennis. So yeah, that makes more that sense. That just really left me feeling a bit disappointed, to be honest. Uh, uh, telephone. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, so, it's kind of like Quick Draw, I, in, I guess, because you've got you to answer the telephone when you hear the right dial tone. That's the trick is that there are, you know... The game might try and fake you out by making the wrong dial tone sound, and then you pick up the phone by accident at the wrong time. So. Mm. And you have to say hello or something like that. I don't think it. I'm not sure whether that matters. You could probably say would, bananas or something. I matter. say ahoy hoy or yeah. <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so that's it's one of the easier games. Uh, Treasure Chest. This, this one's a bit of fun. Yeah, this was fun. It was very mind bending, yeah. um, but I enjoyed it. Um, so there's a chest on the screen with chains wrapped around it, and you, and and that is. Uh, like your Joy-Con sort of when you rotate your Joy-Con you're rotating the chest on the screen and you're trying to unwrap the chains from the chest by rotating and turning and flipping the the Joy-Con it it does work yeah I think out of all the games that uses like the rotational like uh, um, motion sensing controls that one probably works in one of the best ways yeah it's pretty much one to one it feels quite good Um, a bit tricky because sometimes you can't see what you're doing yeah because Um, you can't see the back of the treasure chest so you're not you kind of actually need to to get your mind to turn the whole joy-con around yeah I found it challenging but fun Um, okay last two games Uh, this one is the weirdest um, possibly the most sexual yeah Uh, wizard yeah wizard is basically you're Harry you're Harry Potter fighting yeah Um, so you're sort of like spinning your Joy-Con around like to build up magic or whatever like it's a wand yeah. and then you thrust it and I, this is the term the game uses yeah you thrust, thrust. you've got to thrust your wand yes. your big pointy wand yes at the other person your, your imaginary big wand and um, and you know the magic beams clash on screen and you know you have to kind of like push your magic it's through the, it's like a red it's kind of like the last fight between Harry and Voldemort like yeah. the, there's like a, a red and blue that then like magic force that goes back and forth a bit and you can keep thrusting but you can overthrust yeah that's right it's dangerous if don't, you overthrust whatever you do don't overthrust kids yeah um, going in too deep there the problem with that one was that it just didn't feel right ever and yeah. I never really knew what I was doing right or wrong it just 
and we ended up drawing. Yeah, because um, it's like you said, I'll let you win. But then we just, and then I took my jacket off holding the Joy-Con and that actually like was, I was doing better just taking my jacket off holding it than I was trying to play the game. Yeah, so a lot of these, knows? this is the kind of what, I'll talk about it later, but that's a, the story for a lot of these games. Um, it is. Uh, and lastly, we have Zen. And this one I, I enjoyed. It works pretty well, but basically the idea is you're holding the Joy-Con in various poses. And yeah. you have to not move. Yeah. Um, of course, it doesn't know that you're striking the pose. It just asks you to hold the the controller yeah. in a specific way and not move. I think the idea is that you're meant to like play fair and like strike the poses yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, because of my knees, I find it difficult to strike any pose at all. Yeah. So we just pretty stood up and hold and held them, but it was still <laughs> it was still fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, out of those games, like you said, only about ten of them I think I actually really liked. Yeah. Um, there were some good ideas in there. Um, but I don't know about you. It just felt like more often than not, it just didn't work or I didn't know what I was doing wrong or the whole idea of the game was silly or it just, it was too much, too much miss, not enough hit, you know? There was a lot of miss here. Mm. I mean, like there there were some games. What I think they should have done, uh, is gotten rid of the whole one, two switch altogether. Have have about 20 of these, not even as a pack in just have them almost like tech demos mm. built into the system. Yeah. So yeah. you can still have like a party mode and you can play these 10 games and show people what they are. Mm. But like you have to play with two or more players, mm. but most of them are still only two players. Yeah. And you can swap in and out, of course, but bringing one of these things to a party and then playing them, which mm. we might do next weekend. Yes, we might try. Let's let's do the social experiment and see what happens when we try and make people play 1-2 Switch. It's awkward. Yeah. It'll be awkward, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll damn well try. But um, Rob, mm-hmm. if you own a Switch, yeah, would you recommend people buy this game? No, no. It's you can miss this one. Look, the whole the f- is sort of get that Wii Sports vibe, mm. but because it's forcing you to do things like imagine a ball instead of just looking at the screen and seeing it, um, it just doesn't work properly. And um, the Joy Cons, I don't think it's the Joy Cons' fault. The Joy Cons yeah. are incredibly responsive. No, the Joy Cons are great. It's, it's the just game. the game that it, doesn't. Yeah, you know, the technology is there, mm-hmm. but the imagination behind the technology, sadly, is not. Yeah, and the software like is what's letting it down. And like, like I said, you know, there are a bunch of games in there that work really well and are actually really fun. Hmm. Um, and if the game was all that. I would probably recommend it. I'd probably come out feeling differently about it. But because most of them, you know, were disappointing or just downright broken, it just didn't do it for me. And, you know, perhaps I was playing the game wrong or something, but I think this the whole idea of this game ought to be pick up and play. Yeah, and, you each know? video... Sorry, each game has a video before it to teach you how to play. Mm. And we watched some of these, but a lot of them go for a very long time. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like to do that for 28 games mm. uh, when we needed to review like pretty much the entire thing. Yeah. And some of them are just basically like, there's like a three minute intro to how to pick up a telephone. Yeah. You don't need to watch all of that. Actually, they're, they're a bit too like hip hop happening with their like... <laughs> af- are they a bit too millennial for you, Rob? Yeah, I think I got this, like, you know, there's too much like... They, there's too much hair product and like <laughs> and like forced smiles happening in and you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, it just yeah. feels like you know what it feels like it feels like a bad corporate video it does you know it does have that yeah but the thing is it's well shot yes and and some of these people might be recognizable for the rest of their lives for being in one two switch and yeah. I feel bad for them but they did a they did a good enough job I guess I think they did what they were told to the by actors Nintendo. are not the problem it's no. it's the direction they were given yeah that wasn't quite right and it just 
like the other thing is that you know how you mentioned that WarioWare is very this game has a WarioWare kind of vibe to it and I kind of wish they went full in that direction I kind of wish what I would do with this game is make it all milk and gorilla and weird shit like that yeah just make it really weird but make it really simple yeah. pick up and play like learn yeah. it immediately like like you know why don't they do a picking your nose game or you know like that, that's what made WarioWare charming because the mm. you know what made WarioWare good... Um, weird. It's just not done in the right way. Yeah, like, you know, yes. I would say make people play the milk game at the party. Would be the, you know we I mean? will do this. Yeah. We, should, we should actually probably record this and then yeah. put it up on YouTube. But, like, I think, yeah, it's, it's not quite there. Like, either go full weird mm. or, or just don't, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a smattering of weirdness there, but it's not quite enough. Eh, it's just, like, there's, like, yeah. too much, like, first-party Nintendo stuff. Not not like yeah. There's not enough B team in there. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> there needs to be more B team and less A team in in one two switch. Yeah. But yeah, basically, I own this game. Yeah. I basically bought it so we could review it yeah. and play it. And there is enjoyment to be had with some of these games for sure. Like it's not all bad. No, no, no. And it's still a first party Nintendo product. But mm. you don't need to own this if you own a Switch. No, definitely not. You can miss this one. Yeah, by Zelda. So, uh, while I was in Japan for two weeks, what did you get up to? I just imagine you were sitting in a corner mm-hmm. by yourself, completely yeah. alone, yeah. whimpering silently, rocking back and forth, saying, I wish AC was back. I wish AC was back. Yeah, that's not too far from the truth. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's so sad if but, that's true. you know, in between those, those um, you know, deep depths of sorrow. You didn't think about me once, did you? Pretty You've much. probably forgot my name. Yeah, that, that, it's okay, Anthony. It's, it's all right. <laughs> It's fine. I, I kind of like Anthony better. <laughs> That's a pretty good name. Um, right, I'll call you Anthony from now on. Then. Uh, so, old Ant, my man. Um, yeah, don't call me Tony. Call me Anti or something. Anti, yeah. Anti Yoshimura. Everyone's favorite. Uh, so, yeah. Hello, Ant. I, uh, yes, in between, uh, you know, depths of depression, I did play some video games. I played Fallout, uh, which I mentioned uh, an episode or two ago. I bought on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I'm playing a lot of that game, actually. I'm pretty deep into it now. I'm How not many sure. hours are you in? Oh, I haven't checked. I'm, well, I want to say probably like, you know, 20-ish, you know, maybe more, 30 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of mainlining the, um, the uh, you know, the main story, the main plot, um, because I'm time poor and I want to get through it. Because my, my basic idea is, look, apparently, you know, this this mission I'm on is pretty urgent. So I ought to act like it's urgent and not just like spend time building water fountains and stuff like that and actually just get on with saving my son or whatever. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that. Um, playing it on the survival mode, which I mentioned before, does make the game a little bit harder. Was that one of the um, the DLCs that came later? Mm. Like an update or something? Or was it yes. always in the game? So they made an update. They, they released this sort of patch, I guess, a little while after release that included the um, survival mode, which I it definitely was in New Vegas, which is the other Fallout game I've played. I'm not sure if it was in Fallout Three. It probably was. Um, it seems like the kind of thing that's like a, a you know a staple of the of the series, which basically is it, it's a mode that that makes um, well, it does a few things. First of all, it makes you a lot easier to kill, but it also makes the enemies a lot easier to kill, and that reflects like you know what happens when bullets hit a human body. Basically, it just means it's more realistic combat, so you don't want to get shot. But similarly, your enemies don't want to get shot either. Oh, okay. Um, so is, is it one hit kill then? If it's- no, not quite. Torso shots won't kill you outright, but you might get bleeding damage and stuff oh, like okay. that. Okay, yeah, yeah. But if you shoot someone in the head, it's going to take them down. Yeah. Um, 
And it also makes you do things like you need to drink water regularly. You can get dehydrated. Um, so is this hard mode? Is that what you'd call it? Or it is, is it? It's different to hard mode. There is a hard mode. Yeah. Um, which just makes the enemies tougher and makes things just generally more difficult for you. But you like but, the more realism, don't this, you? This is more of a realism mode. Yeah. It does a few things that, apart from the eating and drinking and sleeping stuff, um, it does some other things that maybe are not so great. Like, it, it actually... This is pissed me off, actually. It, it, it mean, it's... God, I'm stuttering a lot today. It stops you from being able to save the game whenever you want. It makes you save when you're in a bed. So you can, the only way you can uh, save the game is okay. sleep. So you which, can't save scum. Yeah, which sucked. And actually, I ended up installing a mod that, that adds a button for you to quick save. Because it is a real pain in the neck when you've been playing for you know a couple of hours mm. of real real time, and then you know accidentally trigger a landmine and blow yourself up and you have to go do all that shit again. So after a few incidents like that, I was like, I really don't care if I'm playing it right in inverted commas, and I just I did downloaded a quick save mod, um, which is apparently one of the most popular mods for Fallout Four. So <laughs> goes to show you that they probably did a bit of a misstep there with getting rid of the quick save function for survival. Well, I mean, it's probably good if you're um, like a teenager with lots of time on their hands. Yeah, yeah it's probably bragging really rights. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But you, you know, for people our age, you know, once again, game, life, balance. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to beat the game, but I wanted to do it in survival mode because that's how I played New Vegas and I wanted to have that similar experience. And you like playing in those modes because yeah. uh, you played Skyrim. I think the last time you played through Skyrim, you had you added yeah. one of those survival modes yeah, as well. Yeah, I added a few mods that make eating and drinking and sleeping a necessity but um this is cool because it's actually made by the developers of the game it's it's something that's built into the game and they designed the game to work with this mode turned on so it's pretty cool and the way it what i've found is that the resources are spread out just enough to make you have to struggle a bit to survive like it's never it's never like impossible but you have to prepare so i spent like like early on i I came across a um an old abandoned brewery and so i spent about like half an hour of of real time filling up my inventory um inventory shall we say thank you with um with empty beer bottles then going to the nearest body of water (laughs) filling them up with water taking them to the next nearest, like, cooking station and yeah. boiling the water to turn it into purified water. Okay. And just doing that over and over and over no. again until no. I had, like, a backpack full of, um, of purified water. And then I could, like, you know, go in, on an adventure for a while and not have to worry about my water supply for, like, a bit. Because you do have to drink water, like, regularly throughout, you know, a day in the game. Yeah. Um, so, you you know, you eventually will run out of your... Your supply of water will run dry and then you've got to, like, you know, find more water. Um, so that's the kind of thing that the game forces you to do. It's never, I don't think it's tedious, but this is me. I mean, I'm not everyone will enjoy this mode, but you're into this though. Yeah, I really like it. And it makes the game feel more real. Like you're in a wasteland, you're trying to survive in this like Mm. nuclear apocalypse. And it feels good to be like, you know, when I go to a a town, like when I come across a new town, I'll walk through it and I'll like check out all the, and I'll rummage through all the drawers and I'll, you know, open up all the cupboards and things in houses and like look for food and look for like supplies because, you know, I need to, to survive. And that, that feels good. I think to me, it adds something to the, to like the role play of the game, you know? So I'm enjoying that. Um, so that's kind of the survival mode stuff. I could talk about that a bit more, but the game itself, I'm really enjoying. Um, it hasn't glitched out on you too much because last no, time we were talking yeah. about this, it was, it was really quite glitchy, and it's gotten better. Yeah, um, I'm not sure whether that's just because the start of the game has a lot of cutscenes and sort of like, um, uh, what what would you call it? Um, 
like scripted events and stuff mm. like that that force you to press buttons at particular times and it just didn't it sort of fell apart a bit but now that i'm playing the actual game itself and just roaming around exploring and um uh you know doing the the, the plot missions um it's uh, a much less glitchy experience so yeah my complaint about that is lessened i would say um the uh the game itself was really good i've turned all the graphics up to max because my pc can handle that and it looks great you know it's very immersive um i'm playing a sniper because you in this game you can kind of really tailor your character to how you want you know there's a lot of choices for skills and perks and you're putting points into your statistics and stuff so Mm. it's very it's a very it's actually much more of an rpg than skyrim for example it's much more of a of an old school rpg in 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 that regard you know you're really thinking about leveling up your character in a particular way trying to min max it a bit so that you get the most benefit out of the points you're putting in i decided that since i'm playing in survival mode and bullets hurt a lot and stuff that having a really nasty sniper rifle hanging back and just blowing people's heads off from a distance would be the smart way to play the game rather than running in with an assault rifle and risking my neck. So that's been working well. So I'm carrying a, a sniper rifle, but I've also got a double barrel shotgun just in case shit gets, you know, up up close and personal because mm. shotguns do a lot of damage in this game. Um, so if I don't shoot you from afar, then I'll blow your head off from, from close range. <laughs> um, my dude looks really cool. It's actually pretty funny. Like you start out in like, a, you know, a vault suit, like this sort of spandex blue kind of like a Star Trek uniform, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, which makes you look like a real dork when you get out into the, the wasteland and everyone's got like spiky arm, like Mad Max kind of outfits. Now my guy's wearing like army fatigues. He's got a, like a, a wide brimmed fedora. He's got wraparound sunglasses. <laughs> he looks like a total badass, you know. Um, it's funny he, to see. You like, know, it sounds yeah. like he looks like someone mm. from like some sort of uh, hard rock music video from the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. Like, because my, my wife was sitting there when I started playing the game and saw how I looked when I first started yeah. playing the game. And then I was like, hey, Meg, I brought her in. I was like, look at my guy now. And he just looks so grizzled. And like, he's <laughs> like, man, that's he's been through some shit. You know? <laughs> like, did you did um, you make your character look like you? I did, actually. Meg helped me with that a bit. She He looks a bit like me. Um, you know, it's never quite right. And you can spend forever making him look exactly like you. But he does have a beard. That, that's a bit uncanny valley to a certain point as <laughs> yeah. well, I think. He is skinny and um, has a beard and, and, and such. But... um. Yeah, the plot of the game is pretty cool. Um, the uh, companion system is much more improved over the previous games. So walking around with a companion, um, like there's a few of them in the game, they have a lot of dialogue. Um, when you walk into different areas, they'll say stuff. They've got a lot of unique lines. It, I, I think in Skyrim and, and New Vegas, um, the companions didn't have too much to say. And like once you run through their, their standard sort of dialogue, yeah. you hear it repeating and it lost a lot of charm. I think the companion the dialogue. Yeah, the companion system in this game is much much better and I'm really enjoying hanging out with some of my companions oh, yeah. and like learning about them and their motivations and stuff. So that's really fun. Um yeah. how close are you to the end do you think? I don't know. I suspect I'm getting there because I'm I'm pushing through I'm really mainlining it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um I feel like there's I'm I'm coming up to what I think is a pretty pivotal a pretty pivotal uh, moment. Um I don't want to sort of give spoilers and stuff, but I'm having to like really tool up because it, a lot of the NPCs are saying they're dropping hints that there's going to be a really hard fight coming up. Yeah. So I'm 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 not sure whether that means it's like the end of the of the main plot or just a really difficult section coming up. So um, I'm collecting a lot of stuff that I think will help me out with um, what, what's coming up next. So um, I'll let you know 
where I'm at in a fortnight's time. Yeah, but... I'd like to see like your final thoughts on yeah. this game. Like, yeah, because sometimes here on um, a GLB Australia, mm. it's funny how what we'll do is we will actually have a featured game. Yeah, but then. In the course of talking about our lives and games we're playing, we kind of go through, especially you mm. yourself, will kind of give us updates on games you're playing. And if you kind of thread together several episodes, it's almost like a review in itself that yeah. you've, you've kind of done. Yeah. Like, like almost like a real time review of you playing these games. Yeah. And you kind of get an update every couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. So it'll be interesting to see, like, if you finish it sooner, what your final thoughts are. Yeah, no, I'll definitely um, I'll keep you guys updated on, on, on how I'm going with it. Um, but so far, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Nice. Um, the only other game I've been playing recently is... Uh, we, me and my wife dove back into a big session of Civilization Five, so not six. So we aren't playing the new one. Sorry, guys, but this is Game Life Balance, and um, listeners of both the US show and the Australian show will know that we don't necessarily always play the most current games. Um, I feel like because you're meant to be the modern gamer, I'm the retro gamer. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm dragging you back a little bit. Like sometimes I'm like I'm just pulling you yeah. away from modern games, and it's like. No. <laughs> Come back to the past with me, Robbie. It's so much fun back here. Well, I think the back Civ- when Mario was good. Civ Five is one of those games that, like, I introduced my wife to it when we first started dating, and she just mm. loves this game. You know, so she suggested we play it. What a I great like, first date that was, too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, first baby, date. sit in front of this computer. Boy, have I got something to show you. <laughs> no, it wasn't a first date. It was, you know, it was within the first like <laughs> like few months, I guess. Um, but she really likes it. So we sat there and we've been playing a very long game. We're still on the, this same game. You know, we, we started a game like a couple of weeks ago. We're still playing it. Um, that's really fun. The game is still good. I, I am keen to check out Civilization VI. I suspect what will happen with, with Meg when I show her six is that she won't like it as much as five. This has happened to us before with some other games where yeah. we've really enjoyed a game together. I've gone, oh, there's a new version of that game out and we get it. And she's like disappointed because the systems that she really liked aren't there or they've changed things. And I think she's not as, um, em- she doesn't embrace like changes to games as much as, as you know, I do. So I'm, ca- I'm cautious about introducing her to Civ 6 because I suspect they've changed a number of things and she may not like those changes. But um, I-, I will get it eventually. I do want to get it because, you know, it's been on my list of games that I want to buy for a long time now. It's still a bit expensive. I think that's because it's a very popular game and they know they can get away with charging full price. Um, so once it drops, when the sale comes along, I might pick it up. So um, It is summer soon in the US oh, and yes. um, the Steam summer sale um, will probably be the best time to buy that game. So. I'd say so. Uh, so yeah, in a few months' time, I'll probably snap that up. So uh, That's me. I don't really have a lot to say life-wise. Our daughter is growing up and becoming more and more cute and more and more of a handful yeah um she knows how to do a lot of things that are potentially life-threatening now um like climbing up on things and um opening jars opening jars that's dangerous uh yeah i made a fatal error of teaching how to do that (laughs) recently that's your own Um, fault (laughs) we've taken off some of the barrier you know we had all those barriers in the house yeah yeah, we took off the barrier to the kitchen the most um, dangerous place. We put up we put up um, latches so she can only access a few select drawers. Oh and yeah. So now she treats our Tupperware cabinet as like a toy chest, and she just takes Tupperware out of the um the cabinet and just spreads it liberally throughout the house every day. And then we have to then we have to collect it all and put it back in again. Um, because if there's one thing I've learned about toddlers, it's that their favorite toys are whatever isn't a toy. 
Um, <laughs> you know, like a plastic bag or a box or, you know, a plastic... I can suffocate myself in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. She ignores all the cool, like, educational toys we've bought for her <laughs> and just runs around the house holding, like, you know, like a plastic bag and, like, one of her nappies, you know? <laughs> like, that's oh. pretty much, like, you know, clean nappy, but still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's funny to see her do that. Um, she's almost talking now as well. Like, she'll say mama a lot, but pretty much indiscriminately. Yeah. Um, but I think she's starting to learn today. I said, where's mama? And she pointed to Meg. And then I said, where's daddy? And she pointed to me and I was <gasps> like, oh, okay. Was that a fluke or, you know, yeah, yeah, we're trying to sort of figure this stuff out. So it's pretty exciting time. Not exactly amusing for the podcast. Um, but you know, there's some cool stuff happening. Hey, you know, it's, it's babies. They, they learn new stuff. Well, toddlers in your case, they learn new stuff all the time. And sometimes yeah. you don't know if it is a fluke or not. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, the climbing behavior is a bit of a worry, though. Um, yeah, she's very grabby. But she's actually in a very happy patch right now, which is cool. That's so, good. Yeah, it's been really fun. And having this... Uh, we have had a couple of long weekends together. Like, we had Easter last weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, and we've got Anzac Day coming up, which is an Australian public holiday. Kind of like Veterans Day, I guess you'd say. Yeah. For American listeners. It's yeah. kind of like that. So, um, yeah, that's me. Um, but you have probably much, much more to say because you've been overseas again. Again, yeah. Um, but Such a traveler. I, I know. Mean, God. Um, but you've... <laughs> God. Uh, but you've probably been really missing your family. It must have been great to see your wife and child again after so long. So It was, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you... I'll, I'll give our dear listeners a bit of an update. Mm-hmm. Um of, of what's going on. Uh, so I did go over to Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was wonderful to see my family again. Uh, I had a little dormitory style room in, in the warehouse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is actually really nice. They did a really good job on it. Okay. Uh, I had a, like a quite a big bed and a, it was, it was a futon, but they'd actually like built it on a frame. So it was elevated kind of like uh, a normal Western bed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually quite comfortable. Okay. Uh, but I stymied myself because they put so many layers on there because it gets quite cold there. But they yeah. did put an oil heater in the room. Uh, but I yeah. pushed most of the layers to one side. Mm-hmm. And so even though I had this big bed, I was only using like a small proportion of it because <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. the blankets are over here that I've pushed to one side. And it wasn't mm-hmm. big enough to kind of store them anywhere else. Right. Yeah. I had a, I had a little desk and like um, uh, some coat hangers on like a... Um, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a hat stand. Hats, yeah, coat rack. Coat rack, Maybe. yeah, kind of thing. So that yeah. was, um, it was good to have some, I made it my little space. So I actually bought some posters with me mm-hmm. uh, because I knew the walls were going to be plain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put up, I just happened to have a, a really old Superman poster. Of, mm-hmm. It was like a pop art sort of just uh, of basically Superman's chest of mm-hmm. him opening the shirt and tie uh, revealing yeah. the S underneath yeah, and yeah. I put that on the door and put like two little Batman posters I just had lying around like on the side of the sides of the door okay cool uh, and apparently they he said um, the, my uh, uh, wife's grandfather mm-hmm. Zensaku mm-hmm. said we can totally draw on the walls because they were planning to paint it later on oh. and I kind of wish I'd done that mm-hmm. but I just didn't didn't really have time it was a it was a very odd experience mm. over there because mm. uh originally i was gonna go over there and uh have spend a few days with terico mm. uh, my mother-in-law mm-hmm. in may and then terico was going to go into hospital but mm. before i got there they found a lump in her lung yeah and they weren't sure if it was cancer or if it was benign mm-hmm. but they said we can't really risk doing the original heavy ion treatment mm. so instead they decided to do chemo yeah uh, and that's heavy heavy stuff mm-hmm. so uh it the treatment happened a week later right uh than we originally anticipated 
so it was good because I got to go to Hanami and spend some more time with Teriko. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually quite tired a lot of the time, understandably. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And, and of course, a bit, quite a bit nervous, although she didn't really want to show it. Uh, and, mm. uh, you know, I got, got to go out with them a bit more and, uh, you know, got to see the cherry blossoms. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, During That's the special. first week. Yeah, but yeah. everyone was kind of a bit nervous and, and you know, kind of just about Terrico and, um, you know, what was going to happen. So there was that was always kind of hanging out in the background, you know, and it's like... Yeah. And the fact that I was only going to be there for two weeks. Um, and I... It was, it was good seeing them. Uh, I, I felt it a bit of a shame that I couldn't be in the house. Uh, I kind of took over the role of... Because my wife is doing so much over there because Terrico mm. can't do much. So she's... My wife is like doing the washing hanging it out looking after May so she really does not have any spare time gosh yeah so when I was there at least I was able to help out a bit Mm. uh, and you know Mm. just be generally supportive but I I kind of quickly took over bathing May yep and uh, feeding May as well right which I quite enjoyed yeah that's good yeah Um, it's good to have that sort of because they're very intimate things bathing and um, and, and feeding yeah yeah and seeing what she likes and she loves uh, like oranges and apples oh cool yeah the little desserts you know that you make the, the fruit desserts that you make for them afterwards with like yogurt mixed in and stuff like that and oh, that's cool yeah so that, that was that was very nice um i really enjoyed spending time with them there was one day uh which like i don't i'll tell you this little anecdote okay i don't like cats <laughs> no this is a well-known fact about well well documented well-known fact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and there are some stray cats around the area not inside the houses yeah uh, but they still come to there because uh, the you know my my mother-in-law likes cats and will feed the outside stray cats. Yeah, right. So yeah. you know they hang around the house. One of them's quite docile and you know won't make much noise. Mm. But this other one mm-hmm. uh, will at five o'clock in the morning oh. if it's cold or hungry or whatever. Just going yeah yeah yeah. Oh, and this God. happened about two days in a row and it woke me up quite early in the morning mm. Um, mm. and I just you know it was it is what it was yeah, uh, but yeah. the third day and I don't I don't lose my temper very much mm. um, uh, despite how spirited I am like uh, you know I, I like to keep my temper in check but I just mm. lost it mm. because it started at about five in the morning yeah and I just wasn't feeling well that day mm. I had a bit of a headache and I just couldn't get back to sleep. And every time I almost tied to drift off, it was nyeh, 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 right uh, outside the door. God. And I just lost it. And I just went out there and like was just chasing that cat away. But the cat <laughs> would always come back and yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh. So for the and that was a shame because that was the day that we were all meant to go out and like it, like go to Hanami and everything like that. And I was mm. just really pissed off. And everyone knew I was really pissed off. Yeah. Like, they're going, we can't do anything about it. And I'm going, if I catch that fucking cat, <laughs> I will not be held responsible for my actions. <laughs> and I really don't like that side of myself. Like I'm not yeah. a person who would who would ever actually cause harm to an animal. Yeah. But it really did enter my mind. Yeah. Like it was just so like on top of everything else, it was just it just really really frustrated me. Yeah. To boiling point that day yes, it's, I mean listeners have to imagine whatever your most hated animal is imagine that animal waking up at five in the morning like whatever's whatever animal you loathe the most in the yeah. world imagine you, know? you didn't like snakes yeah. and then you just woke up with a snake crawling all over you <laughs> that's kind of similar you know yeah and then it yeah. was just yeah 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 oh you just <laughs> <laughs> I was beginning to have fantasies of like uh, trying to find the katana that's somewhere in the house and no. just getting getting them oh dear doing a bit of Highlander on that cat <laughs> oh, 
I would never do that. Yeah. But oh, just like yes. you know, when your when your blood has boiled and you you don't you no longer have control over yeah. those sorts of the thoughts. crime of passion. Anyway, to be it is it is exactly. What <laughs> so mm. that that was the one anecdote that uh, and and they I think my Zensaku actually. You know, said yeah, that was that was pretty terrible that morning because he usually feeds that earlier. Or you know, it was really cold. Mm. It was snowing there. Yeah. Um, interestingly, I drove for the first time in snow because oh, that's cool. not something that happens in Australia. No, you don't really drive a lot in snow. No, there is snow in Australia, but you have to you have to go out of your way to find it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's rare. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't appear on the roads much. No. So, uh, and this, it, it snowed the first night I was there, but cleared up by mid morning because you know everything melted. Mm. Uh, but there was one day where it just snowed all night and then didn't stop during the morning wow, like okay. it normally did. Mm. So the mountain which my um, the farm is on mm-hmm. was just covered in snow. And oh. we'd taken the, the snow tires off the car like two days ago. So I did actually drive through the snow with... Uh, you know, snow, icy roads in a... I'm not going to call it a snowstorm, but it was pretty heavily snowing. Mm, that's um, a bit late for all that snow, isn't it? It is, yeah. but, you know, it is It is up in the mountains and it does. it is colder there. Yeah, um, yeah okay. And, but, you know, there were no other cars around and I drove quite slowly. So it was... Cool. I, I added that notch of, of experience to my belt. How, how was it? How, what's driving in the snow like? Slow. Okay. Yeah. Just, I mean, you, you do have more... It's, it's not like sliding all over the place. You mm. just got to be sensible and just, like, stick to... You know, what you feel is right, which is usually about 30 kilometers an hour. <laughs> sure, but it's better than walking. Oh my, yes. Yeah. Especially in snow. Yes, definitely. Uh, so, uh, it was great seeing them. Teriko mm. was in hospital. She did not deal well with the chemo at first. Mm. She actually mm. fainted in front of my wife. Oh no. And of course, that freaked my wife out. Oh no. Um, yeah. She's dealing a bit better with it lately and she's able to go home this weekend. Which is mm. really nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm really yeah. happy about that. Um, we don't know like how well the chemo is going. We won't know, and she'll have a she'll have to do like three courses, and each course lasts lasts about a month. So right, yeah. So it's going to go on for a while. It is from everything I hear. It's just a very draining, exhausting, um, you know, difficult um, experience. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's not something that you enter into lightly. It's something that you do when you have to do it. You know? Exactly. There was um, we were she was pretty much choiceless. Yeah. In this case, like yeah. she had one other option and she couldn't end up doing. What they're hoping to do is mm. shrink the cancer enough to operate. Yeah. And hopefully it hasn't entered her system in, in other places. But it is a very I will say it is a very aggressive form of cancer mm. and. Um, we don't know what her chances are, but my wife and thus uh, my daughter, mm. Maria and May, have decided to stay over there mm-hmm. for the time being to look after her. This is a situation that has no, like, there's nothing we can really do about this. Yeah, She really wishes she was back here mm. with me, of course, mm. but... She also needs to be with her mum. She is where she needs to be. Yeah. So it's a it's an incredibly tricky situation. And you can't go over there for long periods because you've got a, a job and... A massive mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, like, most of the money I make goes into the mortgage. Yeah. And, you know, anything left over, the bills and stuff. So Yeah. And in my case, food at the moment. We have a bit of savings, which is good, which we can use for bills and stuff like that because I still need to live my life while I'm back here. Yeah. In Australia. Mm. And uh, 
one of the important things is going out and doing stuff mm. because just staying at home and even just playing computer games all the time is not yeah. a good idea. We it's should, not healthy. We should go and do things, AC. We, we should. We should. I, I need to get out. I've been actually visiting my brother a lot recently mm. um, and he lives on the other side of Canberra, which is, uh, you know, and I've been using a lot of petrol, but uh, yeah, it's just good to get out and do stuff, I suppose, because yeah. I don't want to really sit around feeling sorry for myself all the time. So no, I'm the- trying to be social, but... Uh, you know, last weekend during Easter, everyone was busy. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad about that. But so, uh, yeah, you know, it's Easter. And, you, you know, know. You, know you're, you know, you 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 had plans. Like, like, everyone had plans. Yeah. It's no one's fault once again. So, yeah. So, I think Maria and May are going to hopefully come back in around June um, because it's going to be May's first birthday. Hmm. And it's also going to be, uh, we also have an appointment for May's condition at Westmead Children's Hospital. Pardon me. Right. And yeah. we really can't afford to skip those. So Yeah, sure. Basically, hopefully they'll come back to Australia for, I suppose, a holiday. And yeah. then they might have to go back to Japan again. Sure. And this is the way it's going to be for a while, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's I, tough. It, it's, it, tough. it's really tough because I feel like I'm missing out a lot on May's development. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. I mean, it's, I, I feel a lot for... I, I'm sure our listeners do feel a lot for for you at this time. It's yeah. There's not a lot of sort of... There's not really a silver lining to all this. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, you're, you guys are in our, our thoughts and prayers. Mm, and, thank you very much. Um, we just hope that, uh, you'll pull, pull through it as best you can. Yeah. Um, we hope, we hope that this all ends well and, and Terrico will be around for a while longer. Yeah, um, definitely. It's just been a really tough run for the Yoshimuras recently. It so. really has. And yeah. I think the other thing is that we don't like, it's just so up in the air at the moment, but Maria will have to come back at one stage. Mm. Like there is only a certain amount of time she can spend over there. Yeah. Because by this stage, we were hoping May, because May's only really comfortable with a few people. Yeah. And she will cry with most other if people she's left who hold her, yeah. or especially males. Mm. Like, even me on the first day, she cried, and it broke my heart. Yeah. Absolutely broke my heart when she was doing nothing but crying. Mm. And I think after, like, I did a whole bunch of familiar things to her, she remembered who I was. Yeah. Um, but that, that first couple of, like, that first half day was just heartbreaking yeah, when I thought, tough. oh, my God, she's forgotten me because I've been away two months. Yeah. And she's only been around women and occasionally Zensaku some of the time. So. Yeah. Gosh, it's a tough one. Yeah. So there's no easy answer, but I've just I've just got to keep remaining as positive as I can, I guess. It's the only really thing I can do. Yeah. I think you just got to remind yourself that you're here for a reason and you're doing this for... Like, it's sort of an act of love in a way. To, I mean, it's, it sounds tough, but, you know, by by going to work, by paying the mortgage, this, this yeah. is... This is this is an act of love towards your family. So yeah, you, you know, think, you, we got to do what we got to do, and this is yeah. this is what I have to do, and that's yeah. just the way it goes. Life ain't easy sometimes. Um, no, definitely not. But, but I think that's one of the reasons why I got the switch. Yeah, uh, was because I you need something my, to cheer you up. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, you know, my yeah. wife is really the one that needs the most cheering up, but she has. You know, she has the toughest job, but she also has May, yeah. who is also a tough job, but the most rewarding one at the same time as well. So, yeah. you know, being a being just taking looking after a baby alone is is plenty of work. Yeah, I think she feels kind of like a single mother at the moment. Yeah, it's a tough one. And then she's also looking after her mom and doing all the chores. It's yeah, it sounds like a very very difficult situation. So yeah, um, there's no. There's no real winner or loser here. It's just it's just tough all around for everyone. Basically, um, um, so I'll I'll talk a little bit about uh, games quickly. Sure. Um, just before I left Japan, uh, I did get to go on the way back to Narita Airport. I did get to go to Akihabara for an hour and a half. Nice. <laughs> 
yep. because I am just I just had a couple of hours to spare, and mm-hmm. uh, Wayno, where I connect through, uh, was is only two stations away from Akihabara. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went there. I was actually after one specific thing, and it wasn't retro game related. It was uh, Lum related. Okay. My uh, favorite tiger skin bikinied uh, anime girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and I couldn't find the specific thing I was after. I've really yeah, slowed down my collecting recently mm. for that. And there's only a couple more things that I really kind of want. Mm. I might get a couple of other things, but I'm, you know, I've, I've slowed down to the point where I've kind of, I've got a good collection. I don't really need a lot more, but mm. there is this one figure called a Figma. Okay. And Figma is a type of figure that is incredibly posable and they make uh. them for all sorts of, of anime figures. Okay. There's like ones for Zelda, there's ones for Haruhi, there's ones for a whole bunch of different animes. Mm. I think the Lum one was one of the earlier figures or at least it was quite a few years ago and they didn't seem to make them in a, a large supply. It's a bit rare. Yeah, so they kind of go for about $100, $150. And wow. I don't want to pay that much, but I heard mm. a rumor that there was one in Akihabara for a little bit cheaper. I went there, couldn't find it. Uh, it's You can swap the faces, which, you know, give them different facial expressions. They come with a stand, you know, mm. like happy face, sad face. You can, cool. you, know, elect, you know, one with electricity, which is what she does. Okay. Coming out of her fingers looking angry. Mm-hmm. And it's just like kind of the ultimate posable... Uh, figure yeah and I thought I could have a lot of fun with that you know like taking photos and doing the daily lum which I do on Twitter and, and yeah stuff yeah because you could switch it up and yeah yeah exactly yeah, you know okay. and I could get it to interact with other figures and stuff like that I thought that, that'd be fun but mm. I just I just could not find it yeah. and I cannot afford $150 to buy one yeah I just do not have that kind of money yeah yeah it's uh, a tough one you know like you gotta this is that our life again this is game life balance right it's like you've got to You've got to like decide. Well, what's you know what's the yeah. wise thing to do with this money? Can I can I not eat for a week? Yeah, that turns out no. How you much need to baked eat? beans can one man stomach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just turn my turn my house into a gas chamber effectively if I did <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> uh, so I played uh, as I said about ten hours of Zelda. Mm. Love the game. Uh, I'm main questing it, but go- deviating slightly. Um, mm. There are systems in this game I'm not used to because I don't play these sorts of games very often. Mm. I'm not crafting very well. Mm. I have run out of weapons a couple of times, Mm. uh, which created an inventiveness in me. Yeah, because you're like, okay, I have to solve this problem. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I really enjoyed um, playing that game. And I think I want to mostly main quest it, but level up enough that I won't get to the final boss and just get... The shit kicked out of me, basically. Yeah, I think those games sort of expect you to do a little bit of side questing. Yeah, um, and I, and the world's so big, and I want to explore. Yeah, and I, I love paragliding off things. Mm. It's just so much fun. I just it's just such a fun game to play. But I also don't want to get sick of it and then leave it and then not finish it either. So it's a it's a balance. There is a balance to playing this game. Hmm. The main plot, though, mm. is what I just wanted to briefly bring up. Okay. Uh, Spoilers, okay. but not big spoilers. All right, so skip ahead five minutes or something. Yeah, basically, the plot of this game is that there were these ancient machines, uh, and there were a whole, and that Ganon took them over and mm-hmm. was being very naughty with them. But they were they were originally created to be good, mm-hmm. but there were like f- four or five different, like kind of big, different animal themed uh, machines, right? And, you know, you're basically, there were all these, they were, they had special pilots. And now I'm meant to go after these machines and bring them back to the good side. Ah. And I'm basically beginning to realize that this is the plot of Voltron. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta Uh, find those big robot lions, baby. Yeah, right. Possibly bring them all together for some 
awesome battle. But uh, mm-hmm. it just it just was striking me with this this old king uh, who was basically like an old hologram spirit, mm. and you know there's the princess, uh, you know who you kind of got to rescue, but seems to be handling things very well on her own as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's basically the plot of the original Voltron back from the 1980s. <laughs> so I think I'm well, I think I'm playing a Voltron game. Well, there's there's worse um, there's worse 80s cartoons for you to steal uh, plot ideas from. Yeah, I Voltron, guess. So. I just I just I, I saw a lot of parallels there, and I don't mm. think many. If anyone else has pointed that out, but I, I just I just love the similarities there. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I have taken over uh, Game Life Balance Australia Twitter feed. Yeah, I've been trying to do something with it, but I don't have the tenacity that you do with Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So it's very it, it there's peaks and troughs, mm. and sometimes I'll go, I've got a good idea, and I'll do this, and then I'll forget about the account for a couple of days because I'm busy. <sighs> I pretty much did the same thing with that account. You know, I, I would spend most of my time tweeting from my my like all my good jokes and stuff would come from my account. Mm. And I occasionally I would be like, oh yeah, GLB Australia, or I would do something on that, and then I would like, you know, force myself to think of something funny to do. I, I need um, to do so I need to do something different to you, I think. Because yeah. I think I'm trying to manage the account the same way you are. Yeah. And I really need to switch it up and do something a little a little more suited to what I should be doing. Yeah, sure. But um managing two accounts is weird because I follow myself on both accounts. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden I'll tweet something and then It'll appear on your own in the other in feed. In the other feed. Yeah. Or like It is funny. If if Cody tweets at us from the yeah. American branch It'll um it'll appear on like both my feeds if he yeah. tweets at both of us, and then you're like, well, which, which is not which a bad one do thing. I respond with, yeah, <laughs> which is which actually happened earlier yeah. on during the week. So. Yeah, I, I had that same crisis. The good thing about GLB Australia, other than just it being the thing we can spruik our stuff with, is that it's a really easy way to follow Cody and and John because I only well I don't know about you, but I've only followed my my account, your account, John's account, and Cody's, yeah. and that really helps to like keep up with those guys because. Yeah. Because you know, our feeds will only generate, will only go so far back in time, and yeah. they tweet a lot at night when we're not there. And by the yeah. time we wake up, there's you, you can't go back and see what they've been doing. So I miss a lot of what they what goes on in their life, unless I mm. and if I don't talk about it on the podcast, I might miss it completely. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of want to keep it at a low number mm. because it's like yeah, this this account only follows the main Game Life Balance crew. Mm. You know, I'm not going to follow anyone else, despite the fact that you know it's got like 50 followers or something like that. I mean, so. the problem is yeah. In, to increase your follow follow follower count, God, I can't speak tonight. Um, you need to do a, a bit of followbacks, and um, I want to do that with that account though. Yeah, but there's no other like I'm, I'm kind of choiceless there. So yeah, I mean, unless you're already famous, you have to do followbacks, mm. and and to, just to build up a little bit of momentum. I think. I mean, I'm not a social media expert. I mean, Cody could probably give us more advice on this stuff, but it would seem to me that. He probably tells us just to buy followers. Yeah. There's, there's probably like 10,000 Cody Goff like, yeah. variants out there. Just get a bunch of follow. sex bots to follow us or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need... I almost kind of, at one stage, was tooling around with the idea of thinking, maybe I can just hand the keys over to like a, a GLB fan, a trusted GLB fan every week, and see what they can do with the account. Oh, gosh. That could get very dangerous. Like, if we, if we palm it off to our good friend Nathan, yeah. what might happen there? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't tweet often. When he does, it's usually something very, like, biting. Um, <laughs> or profound. Yeah, or both. Yeah, yeah, a bit of both. Um... I don't think I... I kind of want to do that, but I know I probably shouldn't. I don't know if he's a fan or a critic at this point, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. You can, yeah. You can be both. He, listens, can be both. he listens to it, so that's <laughs> something. So, other than that, uh, I think that's just kind of where I'm up to at, in my life at the moment. Cool, okay. Um, look, May is almost crawling. 
she's crawling backwards, just not forward. Yeah, they she do gets that. really frustrated <laughs> that she can't go forward. Yeah. And I really thought she was going to do it while I was over there, but yeah. she just didn't have the mechanics down. Poor old Ruby did that too. She would try and go forwards, but I'm going backwards. It's and quite, then they yeah. do this thing where they just kind of collapse in a heap. <laughs> yeah. And like kind of whinge, um, but not cry. Just kind of... Yeah. But we found Maria's old walker when she was... A baby, oh. like the, the wheeled walker, like yeah, they kind yeah. of sit in a, in a in a cradle sort of sling sort of thing. Yeah, with and like then, a, a plastic base around them with wheels. And they kind of and trundle they kind of, around. Yeah, them. yeah. And May took to that like that. Yeah, she was just so quick. And they and love she, it too because they can finally move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they love the mobility, and man, mm. May loves that. We actually had to build her like a little baby jail mm. uh, because you know, <laughs> since I'm not going to be there, yeah. uh, you, Maria does need to go off and do other things. So well, the beauty of having a vision impaired kid is that they don't know they're in the baby jail initially. You know? <laughs> she's she's figured it out pretty oh, quickly because Ruby just hated it. We we don't we we used it twice and then just packed it away because. Yeah. She just cried the whole time she was in it, you know. Sometimes, like, because, you know, Maria's going to be by herself a lot at home, I think this choiceless, basically. Yeah, you can't yeah. leave May alone. Sometimes you need to go to the toilet, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's only so long you can hold it, really. Um, this sounds, like, gross, but, like, this is just what parents have to deal with, um, guys. So... It's um, just it's just the way it goes. Yeah, cool. So uh, I think I'll, I'll save any more musings for next time because we're running long. And yeah. I do believe you have a quizzy quiz quiz. I do have a quizzily quiz quizzy boo boo quizzle quizzy quoo quoo. Are, are we playing? Are we wizarding again? I, I think th- we're wizarding. <laughs> I thrust my wand at you then. Okay, AC. I thought uh, for this week's episode, we could uh, pull out an old favourite. If you say phony phone phone <laughs> phone, I'm going to snap your tiny neck. I, I think I think there's when there's going to be a long period before <laughs> I do that game again. Um, you know, because you know, one day yeah. I might actually just snap. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you're a big man. Um, so I'm a bit worried about that. No, I, I don't think. I don't think it's wise to inflict phone game or phony game on you again for quite some time. Um, we should totally inflict it on, on Steve if we can. Yeah, if I just have, invite him back and do it again. If I ever... if I Crazy that, dentist, super crazy dentist. Because <laughs> you and I have done guest stints on... Yeah. Well, I've done guest stints on, on the, the Catmax Hypecast before. Yeah, um, yeah. I've also let him down a couple of times because I haven't been able to do it as well, which, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it's just difficult to find time to like... It's it, syncing it up is is difficult and yeah. with everything that's going on. But um, I mm. like to think that if I ever guest star on the hype cast again, mm-hmm. I will actually just have. I'll just say, "Hey, I've got a quiz for you." <laughs> just do <laughs> phony game, and, uh, and hopefully Steve will lose it. I think he hates me because of that. <laughs> I really do. Um, but anyway, no, we're not doing that quiz. <laughs> okay, good. We're doing Simpsons or Sim City. That's a, that's a good one. It's I, a good I like one. This. It's a fun one for you, I think. I, yeah, I do. There, there is about you mm. know there is a lot of hi- video game history in my head, but mm-hmm. it is incredibly muddled. Yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of know about roundabout mm. things, but not exact dates. Yeah. Well, this might be you know it's educational for the listeners and yep. for you as well. So uh, the basic idea, if you haven't listened to the show before ever, is uh, two things I will read out. One is a video game or something to do with a video game. Yeah. And the other is a historical event or a person of note. Um, and you have to tell me which came first. Okay. So pretty simple, um, but you'll understand a bit more when we, we get rolling. So question number one, uh, which came first, AC? The destruction of the Berlin Wall mm-hmm. or Super Mario Brothers 3? Super Mario Brothers 3. Correct. Uh, because the Japan release came out early. Very early. 24 actually. October 1988. Uh, That's right. It was actually, yeah. I 
think almost two years. Yeah, we had to wait a long time for that one. Um, Berlin Wall, 89. So, yeah. um, there you go. I was, uh, yeah. It did actually, interesting side note, uh, Mar- uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 actually came to some selected Play Choice 10 arcade machines, which basically played NES games hmm. in the arcades. So, there were some selected people who knew about this wonderful game yeah before it even came out so yeah. they, they did actually build some hype around it and i'm sure well. the nintendo power was covering it and stuff like oh that. yes yeah. yes yes so it, it came out quite quite earlier yeah so there you go um so yes it's funny that japan was playing it while the uh, iron curtain was up and we were playing it when uh, you know liberty had been uh, brought upon the good people of the East mcdonald's came to moscow that's right um and and they've been better for it haven't they question number two um <laughs> which came first president reagan uh-huh. And I, by that I mean his inauguration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not, not, not his birth. No, or, or started in the 1950s. Because I don't think electricity was around then. Um, <laughs> President Reagan, not in Australia, certainly. Yeah. Or Frogger, classic road crossing game. Frogger. Uh, Frogger. I think. No, you're wrong. Ooh, um, must have been close. Yeah, inaugurations always happen in January. Yeah. And uh, Frogger came out in June. Ah, so 81, ah. but Frogger came out in June 81. So, um, close though. You I know. knew Frogger was 81. I just thought Reagan was 82 for some reason. Yeah. I was wrong. There you go. Dead wrong. So, question, just like Reagan. Uh, question number three. <laughs> uh, which came first? The Iranian hostage crisis or Missile Command? Oh, the Iranian hostage crisis was at the end of Carter's term, mm-hmm. uh, 1981, uh, 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it started even before that, actually. That, mm. Yeah, that, that whole... They released the hostages when Reagan was inaugurated, I do believe. So mm-hmm. that, that would give you a clue. Yeah, it would. Missile Command. Missile Command, yeah. I think 79. So I'm going to say Missile Command. No, hostage crisis came first for November 1979. So you were right. It came right at the end of his term. Yeah. Um, Missile Command, July 1980. Oh, okay. So, oh, wrong uh, yeah, there you go. Um, actually, no, I was wrong about that because 79 is two years before 81. But anyway, yeah, yeah, moving yeah. on. Okay. Uh, Star Wars, which came first? Star Wars mm-hmm. or the Atari 2600? The Atari 2600 came before. Uh, no. Really? According to my sources... Hang on, Wikipedia. So, <laughs> um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Star, Star Wars was 77, wasn't it? Yes, May 77. And uh, Atari 2600 was September 77, apparently. Okay. To my All sources. right, okay. Uh, prove me wrong. You know, if you want to come back and correct me next, ep- uh, next episode, feel free to do so. Um, I think 76 for some reason. Mm, okay. Uh, which came first? Taylor Swift, America's Sweetheart, or the Sega Mega Drive? As in, when was she born? Not when did she come? That would be a bit gross, wouldn't it? <laughs> Who's Taylor Swift? But you know, the reason I put this in here was partly because I wanted to know Just, whether you knew who she was. I'm, I'm sure I know one of her songs. Oh, God. Is, is she the Hit Me Baby? No, that's no, Britney that's, Spears. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, do what's one of her songs? Uh, I'm, tr- I'm, trying, I'm trying to... Now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, you know, the... Yeah, the Taylor Swifty one. All right, <laughs> the Taylor Swifty one. Oh, God. oh no! I just... I'm sure she did a song about haters or something. Okay, um, all right. No, she's she's a hater. No, she's skater she boy. Doesn't, she doesn't, she do no, skate? no, oh God, no. <laughs> that was was that Britney Spears as well? No. <laughs> that was that that was that Canadian chick. What's her name? Um, Levine. Uh, Lorraine uh, Levine. No, Avril Levine. Avril Levine. Thank I you. I was close. Lorraine yeah. Levine sounds better. She should change her name. Taylor I, I'm, Swift. I'm going to say that uh, the 
Mega Drive came first. Yes, but only just. Uh, Japan released in October 88. Um, Taylor Swift was born on 13 December 89. So that makes you feel a bit old, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> no idea who Taylor Swift is, so not really. She's a pretty girl what sings things and people Wait, was like she he, Was she the person from the Disney Channel? No, that was um, Miley Cyrus. They're not the same person? No. Okay, right. Yes. Okay, not not not, not the achy breaking no, heart kid. No, believe okay, it or not, no. Miley Cyrus is not the same person as a person with a different name. <laughs> believe but it or she not. had a different name, someone. On the sh- yeah, on the show she was something? called... Play- no... <laughs> What was her show called? No, I I'm don't know. I, you got to remember that not only am I disconnected <laughs> from popular culture, I was away for seven years yeah. and had yeah. nothing to do with this what's like, funny Western is, culture at all. What's funny is I mock you for not for being out of touch, <laughs> but I'm only like just a little bit. I'm only like slightly more in touch than you. I'm just like a little bit more in touch. Look, if you asked me anything yeah. about Liszt or Beethoven, I'd probably yeah. be able to answer your questions. Yeah. <laughs> My inability to, to quote a Taylor Swift song is telling. Um... <laughs> Which came first, AC? Okay. Uh, question number six. Mm-hmm. The Nokia 3310. Ooh. Or the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, dream... Uh, ooh, actually, mm. that's tricky. Mm-hmm. Japanese mm-hmm. Dreamcast was actually 98. Uh, mm-hmm. oh. 3310, the classic. The classic 3310. The classic. I'm going to say the 3310 came first. No, I'm sorry. The Sega Dreamcast, 80, 1998. Yep, I got uh, that 3310 right. 3310 was quarter four, 2000. Really? Yes. Was that late? Yes. I mm, okay. Okay. There you go. There were there were um there was an earlier Nokia that was pretty small, but it wasn't the thirty three ten. No, that yeah. was the one that I remember a lot of a lot of people uh, like in college mm. buying plans for. I yeah. think and, like a whole bunch of people in like year eleven and twelve had mobile telephones, mm. and I refused to buy into the hype. I only bought into the hype when um, a friend of mine got a new phone and mm. gave me his old one. Yeah. Which in turn, many years later. Happened between you and me. Yeah, that's right. I, I ended up getting hold of that one. Yeah. And uh, that was the first mobile phone I had. So, <laughs> um, yes, mobile phones, you know, we resisted it. But, you know, you can only be a Luddite for so long. I suppose. It's very true. Um, very true. You know, history just has to drags you along kicking and screaming sometimes. Uh, question number seven. Which came first? Sorry, I'm laughing. Which came first? The Muppet Babies. <laughs> Or historically important. Okay. Yep. 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 Which came first, Muppet Babies or NES Golf? NES Golf. Uh, Yes, you're right. Yes. Um, NES Golf, May '84. Mm -hmm. Muppet Babies, September '84. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Golf, of course, originally for the Famicom, Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. released before. Yeah. NES Golf was probably incorrect. I probably should have just called it like Nintendo Golf or something. Yeah. You know, like NES Famicom, fairly interchangeable. I would argue that point sometimes, but. uh, Yeah. Yeah, but in this case, I knew exactly what you meant. So there you go. There we go. Uh, I just wanted to me four for you. I just wanted to remind you of the Muppet Babies. <laughs> I just wanted to remind you that that existed. Um, oh, you only saw Nanny from the what the, the yeah, hips are down. She had stripy them. socks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all you know. Yep, yep. She was probably a hideous monster. <laughs> do, do, do you find the irony of that? Like the Muppet Babies had. Like, in the Muppets, you never saw their legs, mm. for the most part. Yes. And because they're puppets. And yeah. then, like, in this, they had legs and yeah. walked around. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you only saw someone from the top, from, from like, the feet. You want to get even deeper. The Muppet Babies was actually, like, an alternate t- history timeline. Because the Muppets didn't actually... They weren't actually, like, together as babies. That's... This is, like, a kind of, like, not even a retcon. It's, like, a, it's like a separate it's, timeline. It's, it's an alternate reality. Alternate reality in which they all, yeah, <laughs> were babies together. In this freaking weird nursery. That is um, pretty weird. Yeah, it's a strange thing. Um, 
I remember the McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Yes, for the... that was probably the first Happy Meal toy I can remember. Was yeah, the baby I think song. that was the yeah, first one I can remember yeah. too. Yeah. I really wanted one. I don't think I ever got one. No, I don't think I did either. Uh, question number eight. Which came first, the World Wide Web or mm-hmm. Sid Meier's Civilization? As in the first Civilization. Ooh. I'm going to clarify here. I'm going to clarify something. Okay. By the World Wide Web, I mean when was the first web page published and available for people, even if it was just one person, <sighs> to I, visit? I'm going to say Sid Meier's Civilization 1. I'm afraid not. Um, no. 20 December 1990, the first web page was published and available mm, online. Yeah. Uh, September 1991, Sid Meier's Civilization. I really thought that came out in 89, so, but I was wrong. Yeah, there you go. Dead wrong. Bit, a bit, it's a bit more recent than, than I thought. Yeah. Um, I still thought it was an 80s game, but yeah, there you go. I, I, I remember uh, it was incredibly heavily pirated at yeah. the time. It was like one of the most pirated games ever. <laughs> I mean, like back then, everyone was just stealing everything. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how Sid Meier ever made any money off of it, to be honest, but he did, and he's still making money now if he's still alive, and if he's not, then God bless him and stuff. Question number nine. <laughs> and stuff. Um... <laughs> Which came first, AC? Yep. New Coke or Final Fantasy? Uh, New Coke. Yes, by a significant period, actually. Uh, New Coke was 85. Uh, and Final Fantasy was released in Japan in uh, 87. Yep. So, um, I, knew, I knew Final Fantasy was 87. Mm. Of course, it didn't reach the West. For a little while form. later. Yeah. yeah, until I think 1990 or 89. Doing this quiz really reveals just how long we had to wait for some of this stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, the Dreamcast was out for a long time in Japan before it came to the, to the Not the only West. that, but the Japanese people were pissed off about the Dreamcast because... Mm. Um, the Saturn was doing really well over there. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, why are you releasing this thing? Yeah, I didn't do as well as the PlayStation, but it did well enough. Like, you can still... There is a a lot of games over there which you can get. It's funny, because, like, the the Saturn tanked out here, and that probably was the impetus for Sega to release the Dreamcast. Exactly, yeah. Um, They needed the worldwide market. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You can only, only, like... You can't really survive on Japan alone. Um, So, question number 10. Final question. Yep. Which came first, AC? Dungeons and Dragons or the Magnavox Odyssey? Oh, wow. Taking it back to the old school. Magnavox 71, I want to say. Mm. I could be wrong there. That's really, really early. 70, mm-hmm. 71, 72, around that time period. But what do you know about Dungeons and Dragons? Almost nothing, mm. except the brilliant Capcom beat em up. Mm. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say the Magnavox Odyssey. You're right. Yes, people were playing Pong at home two years before Dungeons and Dragons, the first edition of Dungeons and Dragons, was released to the public. Okay. Gary Gygax and his mates might have been playing it in their basement before then, but you know, that, the I don't official, really count that. The official rule set wasn't published until until '74. So there you what go. time? What? When did the Odyssey come out originally? Uh, September 1972. 72. I can't okay. give you a precise date, but, yeah. but yeah, September. Uh, so there you go. So tallying up the scores, it looks like it was a tie. It was a tie. It was five all. So there you go. So um, not, a, not a win, not a loss. Yeah. So we can both go home knowing that we aren't winners, but at least we aren't losers. And neither of us know much about Taylor Swift. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. I kind of feel bad yeah. because I feel like there are some things... I should know. Well, I don't know, man. I always say about Taylor Swift, my review of Taylor Swift, you don't need to pick it up. You don't need to... Rec- <laughs> I wouldn't recommend you get it. You know, it's something... I'm, I'm sure know. it's not bad. Yeah, she's I, fine, you know. She's you know, pretty and sings well, you know. Like I most obviously, artists, yeah, you, you know, know, I just don't have that knowledge. Yeah. I don't listen to that particular radio station. Yeah. I mostly listen to podcasts these yeah. days. Yeah, me too, actually. I, I'm very out of touch with music. In fact, I'm so out of touch with music... 
that almost any piece of music that I hear will get stuck in my head because mm. I'm not listening to stuff of my own to get stuck in my head. So, like, it could be, like, a children's TV theme song or something. <laughs> I'll be walking around whistling it because that's all... That's the only music that I've been exposed to, you oh, know? Oh, um, I have that same experience yeah. because they there's this music book that May has mm. and it has a whole bunch of mostly Japanese songs to mm. it. Mm. And it's this, it comes out of one tinny speaker and yep. we play it in the car for her to get to sleep. Yeah. And when we go to the hospital, it's about an hour's drive away mm. so an hour there an hour back the same songs every day <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. oh god it does get stuck in head pretty hard it really eh? really does so yeah. no idea who Taylor's yeah. what I, you know if I heard a Taylor Swift song I'm sure well, I'd look, know what it is there's but some famous I'm, I'm struggling I, I know the thing is I know that I know some yeah but not well enough to name them <laughs> do you know what I mean like I yeah just, I'm vaguely familiar with the name. Yeah. But I just, I could not name any of her songs. Mm. I know she's different from Lady Gaga. That's a yes. thing. Yes, she is different. <laughs> people with different names usually are different people. But not always. Not always. That's true. That's, you that is true. That's, that, there are, there are things, you know, there are people who I just assumed were different people. And it turns out sometimes are the same people. There are exceptions to rules. No. Uh, so, you know, be careful. You might be speaking to Taylor Swift. Who knows? So before we finish the, this rather, rather long yeah, episode. Mm. You know, it's, it's my first time back. Yeah, I think for... I think you know you had a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, so. uh, I just wanted to throw something out there very quickly. Mm-hmm. I am thinking of doing a game life guiden episode, which is one of our side episodes, which mm-hmm. we can we can you know any of us can do anything we kind of want mm-hmm. on the side. Uh, if we call it Gaiden, it's not a numbered episode. Yeah, sure. Um, and the American guys can do that too if they if they want to do something on their own without the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I was thinking of doing one where I talk about uh, collecting retro games in Japan, where to go, how to get them, how much you expect to pay, mm-hmm. uh, some of the best places and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if I'm going to record that yet, but uh, since I have a bit of knowledge on the subject, yeah. I thought... I might gauge some interest if you're interested in the way I do it because mm-hmm. it's not the definitive version. Yeah. But if you want some hints and tricks, uh, let me know. And if there's, you know, even if one person fires back and says, I would like to hear you talk about that, mm-hmm. uh, I would probably do that episode. Yeah. Well, I think for every person that bothers to respond, there's probably like, you know, three or four or five other people that didn't bother. So, yeah. um, you know, I think that's generally the rule with these sorts of yeah. things. So. I know some of our listeners... Um, are going to Japan pretty soon and they might yeah. be interested in, in, you know, ways to to maybe maximize their retro gaming time in Japan. Sure. And there's also, I suppose, that sort of just travel. Yeah. Like, it might be interesting to people who aren't going to go to Japan as well because they just want to know a little bit about what it's what gaming is like in Japan and what, what yeah, the retro I, game scene is. I just are. wanted to gauge interest before I set everything up and talk for like an hour, hour and a half and then for having zero listeners because <laughs> that at this stage in my life would probably depress me a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll gauge interest there if you're interested. Uh, just let me know on Twitter or shout at me in the street, whatever. Cool. Okay. Uh, with that, we will read La Copy. All right. Which AC. is French for the copy. Well, I guess so. <laughs> It's so like I'm so travel cosmopolitan, you know. <laughs> okay, we actually have it written down because after 31 episodes, we haven't memorized it. No, no, I'm afraid my attempt to do it without the paper in front of me was like appalling to say the least. So, uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance Podcast Network Group thing. I'm going to call it an empire. We really need to expand our <laughs> empire. Can can two things be an empire? Um, yes, I think. Yeah. I mean, but if we have three, okay, just think about this. Mm-hmm. If we have a third game life balance out there, mm-hmm. we could be an axis. 
Because mm, there'd like be that. three and there'd be like a triangle sort yeah. of thing over the globe. There's more coverage than mm-hmm. when you join three dots rather than two. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Namibia. <laughs> hey, seriously. Get your act together, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> look, visit the website, gamelifebalanceaustralia.com, uh, and there you will find some of our video content, which I will do occasionally, mm-hmm. and links to our sister show in the US, uh, which is awesome. Uh, you can follow me, I'm at ProdTelly, and our official Twitter feed is GLB Australia, which I currently control. Mm-hmm. And hell, I might even pass the keys off to you at one stage. Because <laughs> just, why not? Why not? Uh, yeah. Give us a positive review on iTunes. Uh, we should join a network or something, I think. You know? Yeah, I don't We know. need to do something. Are there any good <laughs> podcast networks out there, though? I don't know, I've never heard of any. <laughs> I think... This is, oh dear. <laughs> we need to pick one show uh, where we don't embarrass ourselves in front of like, <laughs> the Gonna Geek Network. Uh, We're not going to find one. Look, I think this one was surprisingly coherent, actually. So I'm, we might submit this one to them. Maybe we should. Yeah. We've got to do something. Yeah. All right. Because like shouting at people in the street gets you arrested. <laughs> Apparently, it's against the law or something. Disturbing the peace. <laughs> What's so great about peace anyway? They, they, they just think I'm a religious fanatic. <laughs> like, there is this great balance between lives and games. No, wait. Get, get your hands off me. Well, help. Help. Please. Well, the sandwich board with Bible quotes on it probably didn't help you very much. <laughs> GLB 3.14. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And thus the laid spake. The, the, the Lord spake. The laid. <laughs> laid spake. That's, that's the official god of... Yeah. That's just old English. Yeah. Right I don't know what I'm going on about. Oh, this, is, this has gone on too long. All right. Uh, this has been a train wreck, and <laughs> I, I am very proud of it. But a pleasant, sort of slow train wreck that you can kind of enjoy, you know. Yeah. As long as you're not on the receiving end. So join us next fortnight where we entertain your earbuds. Yeah, with more wand thrusting than you can handle. Wand <laughs> <laughs> thrusting. I'll, I'll <laughs> thrust my wand right in. I'll give you a magical beam of the. Uh, Oh dear, end this now. No, no, I wanted to see where you were going with your wand thrusting. Milk the cow. <laughs> <laughs>